And welcome to today's episode of In Fellowship, the podcast where we explore community building through a chapter-by-chapter read of The Lord of the Rings. My name is Anna. And my name is Ellen. And in today's episode, we are discussing Book 3, Chapter 9, Flatsum and Jetsum, Exploring Rest in Community. Okay, Anna, trivia time. Mm Mm-hmm. From what Disney movie did I first learn the words Flotsam and Jetsam? That would be, or should I say, what is The Little Mermaid? Ding, ding, because ding, ding, they ding, are ding. the eel uh, minions of the sea witch Ursula. Yes. And I was shocked to learn that those are real words because I thought it was just the name. It's really helpful when you have a dad who... Aside from loving Lord of the Rings, also loves like pirate and ship related books because I have a weird amount, I feel like, of ship and nautical terms just mm-hmm. stowed away in my brain from my childhood. That's right. Yeah, we had a lot of, we had like the female pirate books and then we had that big old red dictionary where it was like, oh, you don't know what the word is? You gotta get out that big red dictionary and oh look it up. <laughs> Dad's favorite thing. If we didn't know a word, he's like, well, can you spell it? <laughs> then you can look it up. <laughs> With the like the thinnest paper you've ever seen, mm-hmm. gently like flipping through it. Yeah, it was, I should see if Dad still has that at the house because that was an actual treasure. Mm-hmm. And also, I think comically large. Yes, for comically large. Us two children, like mm-hmm. to hold between the two of us, who probably could have. I'm certain it's still there. Mm-hmm. We'll dig it up next time we're back. Make it a prop. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was impossible for me to read this chapter and not think about Ursula the Sea Witch. So I just wanted to call to everybody's attention because I'm sure you had already known the, this fact that they were. The names of the eels. It may or may not have already made it into our social media calendar. Oh, perfect. As as the, uh, like, (laughs) teaser for this episode. Yes. Flotsam. Jetsam. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My Mm -hmm. babies. (laughs) (laughs) That was perfectly delivered. Thank you. I've been practicing. I can tell. So when I, when I am ill, when I am tired, when I am stressed, and I need a little bit of rest, I pretty frequently turn to the movies that we watched as, as children, including The Little Mermaid. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not my turn to tell a story about rest. It is your turn. Did you bring a, a story for us and the listeners today on this theme? I sure did. Today, we're going to talk about everyone's favorite activity, moving. Oh, the theme is rest, Anna. The theme is rest. It'll all circle back. Don't worry. It it ties in. Okay. I'll follow along. So there is a story in particular that stands out to my mind when I think about moving. And it was post my graduation from college. I was moving from one apartment of many roommates with one of my roommates to another apartment in the same city as we both transitioned into our post-college jobs. There was a lot of, like, gathering and parsing of furniture, you know, as each roommate had contributed something to the college apartment. 
and we were moving 15 minutes away so in the same city but it was a little bit of a little bit of a drive and of course you're doing this in i don't know july august so it's just it's warm right and it's maybe also incredibly humid so it's just a sweaty sticky mess and you're loading things and there are, it was an older apartment building that we were moving out of so there were some narrow stairs out the back that were kind of tricky to navigate they kind of circled around and then our new apartment was also on the second floor so there is a big staircase to get up to the apartment it's a lot of stairs and again it's really hot <laughs> and you're moving all of your earthly possessions from one place to another so it's so my roommate and I and then our two dads were involved. Our dad had his usual like daily driver and then my roommate's dad had his usual driver plus a trailer. So he was doing a lot of the big furniture. We were muscling things around. And there's a point in the day where the mood has just soured. The initial energy to get this done and to keep things moving has faded away. You've got some like family tension, right? Because you're doing stuff with your parents. Everybody's like hot. It's been an, it's been a minute since anybody's eaten anything. And shortly before this, <laughs> my roommate takes a step off of one of the curbs near the new apartment and kind of teeters a little bit and manages to like scrape her knee. And I'm watching this and I'm organizing stuff in the new apartment. And you can just tell that at this point, we're, we're really past breaking point for most people, right? Like morale has taken a nosedive. In this moment, we have a, a fateful choice. My roommate really wants to push to just get it done. And I am in this moment going, this is so uncomfortable for me. <laughs> like people really feel mad that I think we should go like, get a meal, maybe have a beer, <laughs> cool off for like an hour, and then we can come and sort through everything else after that's all done. And so I pose this idea, it's about dinner time anyway, we've been working for most of the day, and it seems to be a pretty good idea. So we go, we take a break, and you can feel the tension dissipate. Everybody gets something in their stomachs, we tend to the wound of my roommate, everybody gets some water and then we were able to come back shortly after that and kind of wrap up the smaller boxes that at that time prior to the meal had felt just impossible and now given that we had taken a break actually felt like not much work at all we'd moved all the big things and, and we were able to wrap up and so this is just my reminder that taking that break even though it felt really impossible in that moment because we were going to lose whatever momentum actually saved our day that day. <laughs> also the importance of staying hydrated. Yes, absolutely. I am definitely guilty of wanting to just power through. I was really bad at that in college. If I was studying and dinner time came, I'd be like, I'm just going to keep going and then I'll eat when I'm done. And that is just not the way to feel happy. <laughs> right. You gotta take the rest, you gotta take a moment, you will be recharged, and it will be better. And honestly, the rest, and we'll talk about this throughout the chapter, but that rest can look like a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily even an hour. We're talking maybe 15 minutes, like 
get up, walk around. Or, you know, if you're studying, look at something else that isn't a screen if you've been on your screen all day. There are just a lot of things that you can do and it makes all the difference. And I, I flashed on this story when we were thinking about rest because it was a point where I am not always great at choosing rest either, but in this moment when positioned with three very sweaty and grumpy individuals, I felt much more confident in making that choice for the group than I did often making it for myself. So now that I've told my story, I think it would be a great time to chat more about what happened in the chapter so we get a little context. So we begin chapter nine exactly where chapter eight leaves off. The high folk, I think that's what Legolas calls him, and now the great ones have gone to discuss high matters is what Legolas says. They go off and they, it's Theoden and Gandalf and everybody who's gonna go talk about important things, they go have a little discussion and Merry and Pippin get to catch up with the three hunters. That, of course, is Legolas, Gimli, and Aragorn. So Merry and Pippin make them a meal from the goodies that they have found in Saruman's storeroom. So after they've eaten, they go back outside with their pipeweed, and they relive everything that has happened since they were separated. We, as the reader, learn about the storming of Isengard and how the Ents waited quietly outside of Orthanc, the armies pass out, and then they storm Isengard, and they use their big tree root hands to tear apart the stone and conquer Orthanc with natural elements, with wood and water. Then Pippin's Lothlorien leaf brooch and both of their swords are returned, then we hear about how Gandalf had come to Orthanc and consorted with Treebeard to get the help of the Ents and the Horns. And this whole time, they're smoking pipeweed from the Shire that Saruman acquired relatively recently. And the chapter ends with Aragorn resolving to tell Gandalf about this pipeweed from the Shire. This was kind of a hard chapter to recap because almost the entire chapter is Pippin and Mary telling about what happened in the past. Right, like you're recapping a recap. Yes. Yeah, it was an interesting chapter because I also found in attempting to find examples of the theme, it's like the theme is the umbrella for the full story that's being shared. Yes. And so there weren't as many specific examples as we've had in previous episodes. Right, because they're like doing the theme the whole time as they're talking about not the theme. Right. Right. Well, I would like to hear what examples you did find in the chapter. So I know you said there weren't as many, but how about you walk us walk us through? Sure. Starting on page 180, aka the very first page of the chapter, as you noted, kind of get this like setup of where the characters are going to have this overall like recap. A quote that I, I thought kind of spoke to that was, quote, leaving Arad and Hasafel, which if we recall are the horses' names, to stray in search of grass, they came and sat beside the hobbits. And so this is really like the first time I feel like we even get the sense that they're not moving, right? Mm, like they're not mm-hmm. hunting, they're not 
restful but on watch they are like truly just seated and stationary for the first time and maybe i don't know five chapters for the whole the book first time and forever <laughs> exactly right aragorn sort of speaks to that as well on uh, let's see page 183 and page 184 quote they went out and seated themselves upon the piled stones before the gateway and then aragorn says now let us take our ease here for a little said aragorn we will sit on the edge of ruin and talk as gandalf says while he is busy elsewhere i feel a weariness such as i have seldom felt before so it I don't know that it feels restful in the sense that I think we mean it as the theme today, but it does really feel like the total consuming action that Aragorn has been in since maybe even encountering the hobbits at the Prancing Pony, like, is finally kind of catching up to him. Yeah. Also, how good is the phrase Edge of Ruin? Mm -hmm. I love that Gandalf talks about the, how the hobbits could sit on the edge of ruin and talk about nonsense like pipeweed and the doing of their great-great-grandsires. Mm -hmm. And then that Aragorn's able to reuse that here. And for some reason, the way that he says it feels less flippant. Well, and it it's kind of a fun phrase for the fact that they are actually on the edge of ruins yes. right? and they're still able to find this moment to chat but to me it also has a really good connotation for like if you're sitting and like maybe gossiping a little bit like you're also kind of sitting on the edge of ruin and talking because mm -hmm. you're just teasing with is it is it true is it gossip like it has a good like double meaning to me in that way yeah totally Okay, so then on page 191, Pippin and Mary are telling the story of their activities at Isengard. At this point, there's been sort of a shift in the battle where the Ents have been really attacking quite aggressively Isengard. That doesn't seem to be doing what they want it to, doesn't seem to have the effect. So they seem to retreat or at least stay the attack for a moment mm -hmm. and go off and kind of plot and do some things that are unbeknownst to Pippin and Merydoc. And the quote from I think Pippin is speaking at this point is, quote, most of the time we were left alone. It was a dreary day and we wandered about a bit, though we kept out of the view of the windows of Orthanc as much as we could. And it just is such an interesting juxtaposition to think that there's sort of this meta battle that's happening, but in this individual day, because there isn't the same level of attack, even mm -hmm. though there's still an active threat from Orthanc, mm -hmm. that it felt dreary to Pippin and to Merry, and that it felt maybe at a slower pace and not, again, quite restful, but that there is a rest from the constant demand of battle. Yeah, they have had a lot of waiting to do, haven't they? Because mm -hmm. they were waiting at the Entmoot. They've just been waiting a lot. They've definitely earned any rest they can get after the being driven on by the orcs. Mm -hmm. It's the calm between the storm. The eye of the hurricane. Right. Eye of the hurricane. It is quiet. Okay, uh, then, same page. Treebeard has returned to the gate seeming quite pleased and he's asked if he's tired and he says quote tired he said tired well no not tired but stiff i need a good draft of ent wash mm. 
And so again, there seems to be some replenishing and restfulness that happens with Treebeard and the Entwash and whatever kind of healing powers that seems to have. Yeah. I don't know if I can relate to this feeling. I feel like when I am stiff, I am tired. Mm-hmm. But I am also not a tree. So. Well, there's that. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I think it could be like, the way I'm thinking about this is if you are physically in a position of feeling like uncomfortable or you've been seated a certain way for a long time, mm-hmm. but your mind feels very active, so you right. don't necessarily feel tired mentally but physically you feel it in your bones a little bit and mm-hmm. maybe that's the parallel to draw here but I just thought it was kind of an interesting like no I'm not really tired but I do need something to kind of replenish my whatever entness <laughs> yes I need a respite right the last example that I have really is on page 195. The storytelling really does quite wrap up. Pippin is speaking, and he says, quote, And that is about all there is to tell. It seems almost peaceful now after all the turmoil, and safer too somehow since Gandalf came back. I could sleep. And then they all fell silent for a while. And I was thinking about what that silence must feel like Mm -hmm. after, again, the clang and the clamor of battle and of horse hooves on terrain, on intense watchfulness and nefarious tower of Orthanc and all of the things that are new and probably feel really overwhelming to have a moment of silence where they're all just taking in the information that's been shared. They've told their story, Mary and Pippin have, so it must feel maybe a little bit less like a burden to carry. Everybody's caught up and how full that silence could feel Mm -hmm. and how restful. Yes, it seems very comfortable Mm -hmm. being quiet with friends. Which, as as an introvert, is like kind of my mood all the time. Yes, I get that. And that was something I thought about as I read this chapter, too, as, and, and I was starting to think about kind of all of these, like, senses that have been on in overdrive, probably, for these characters up until this point, right? Like, you're keeping your head on a swivel in battle, and your body's being called to do all of these different things that, like, there is absolutely just true rest, like, sleep. Mm-hmm. I can feel really replenishing, but for me, I also find that silence is really replenishing when I feel overwhelmed, that I often don't necessarily need to sleep. I just need a moment where I'm not receiving a lot of information, and that feels just as restful for me. Oh, totally. When I've had like an unbelievably stressful day at work, not just like a normal stress, but like really, really bad, I can't listen to anything on the way home. I put on my headphones and just turn on the noise canceling. But it's like there's there's something so restful about it just being quiet. There's no there's nothing to take in. It's just quiet. Mm-hmm. And I I'm a bit more of an introvert, so I do often feel this way after social situations <laughs> as well. Kind mm-hmm. of depending on how either emotionally taxing, whether positive or negative, or if I'm meeting a lot of people that I don't know very well, or I'm just in a situation where I feel a little bit uncomfortable, which often is just me being around a lot of people, that resting from that moment often means becoming a bit of a recluse and just like sitting in a dark, <laughs> quiet room for an amount of time to feel like myself again. We support all types of rest. <laughs> 
And it's good. It's good to know what kind of rest Mm -hmm. is actually helpful for you because in those moments of stress, it can really help you navigate like what do you need next, Right. right? Instead of just, oh, well, rest to me is like, I need to take like a bubble bath and do a face mask and all of those things are lovely. And maybe that is what rest feels like to you. But it really took me a long time to realize rest to me is just I don't have a conversation with someone for like an hour, <laughs> you know, and then I, I feel better. And that can happen a lot of ways. But Ugh, this conversation makes you want to take to the woods and go be quiet <laughs> in, in the trees, rest myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, likely at the close of our conversation, my partner will be in bed, if not asleep. Mm-hmm. And so the house will be dark mm-hmm. <laughs> and it will be quiet. Yes. And those are often the times where I find myself being like the most creative, too, is because my brain sometimes can be a little overactive and having less stimuli in an environment helps me to like quiet it mm-hmm. a bit. <laughs> I love that for you. Thank you so much. I love that for me, too. (laughs) I love this journey for you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So with that said, what quotes did you find notable from our chapter today? My favorite quote is from Legolas. And this is after they finished eating. And he just says, well, I'm going back into the open air to see what the wind and sky are doing. And I just love that as a as an exit line of like this is great, but I'm gonna go back outside and see what's happening with the wind in the sky. Mm-hmm. And so Legolas, very on brand for Legolas. Yes. The other one that I liked was just because it was descriptive, and this is when Pippin and Merry are describing how the Ents tore up some of the stones surrounding Isengard. And they said their fingers and their toes just freeze onto the rock and they tear it up like bread crusts. Mm. That helped me understand just how strong the Ents are, that they could tear the stone up as easily as I could tear a bread crust. Mm -hmm. And I love that for the hobbits, too, who are so food Yes, for sure. They were like, we're hungry. Everything is food. Right. (laughs) Just to be clear, we would really like some bread. (laughs) And then the last one is something that I would like on a t-shirt, perhaps, or a mug. We want man food for 25. <laughs> I love that. Just like, we're hungry. And that's not that's not what they mean here. This is the end saying like, oh, there's going to be 25 people coming. Like, please prepare enough food for that number. Mm-hmm. But when just read out of context, like, sometimes I just want man food for 25, you know? It's mm-hmm. been a long day. I didn't get the, the nutrition that I wanted. And now give me some man food. I am going to tell you a quick anecdote and feel free to cut it. Okay. <laughs> if, if it's too, too in the weeds. There is a type of deli ham that's at our grocery store and it's called tavern ham. Tavern ham. And I find this to be hilarious mm-hmm. in the same way that different scents and different soaps or clothing is made for men where they like add these weird adjectives where they're like tactical shorts or you smell like a concept yeah power and grit (laughs) and freedom 
And so I have now decided that this tavern ham is like tavern ham for men. It's just regular <laughs> ham, and we threw in a word it's, to make it sound. It's, yeah, it's beefier. just to market it to men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you said man food, I was like, oh, tavern ham. <laughs> of course, tavern ham for men. Everyone's everyone's favorite man food, tavern ham. Right. Like, I just, I'm sure it has something to do with, like, the cut or the treatment. But to me, it's just that, like, men are more likely to eat it if they have this yeah. image of being in a tavern with other other men other drinking men, mead. yes. Yeah. Sloshing their jugs of ale. Tavern, tavern and for men. Is there anything about <laughs> Lord of the Rings in this episode? Uh, you know, it was kind of a, it was kind of an interesting episode. We are way off course. Have you even shared your talking with Tolkien yet? I have not. Okay, how about you, how about you share your quotes with with the listeners? Sounds great. Okay, I have just two, um, and they're both kind of silly. Mm -hmm. So one is Gandalf on page 192, and... Treebeard and Pippin. Pippin is seeing that Gandalf has come the night before Mm -hmm. he returns to Helm's Deep. Pippin cries, but Gandalf, I cried, where have you been? And have you seen the others? And Gandalf replies, in the truest of Gandalf fashions, wherever I've been, I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) Which is an incredible... And then the... So the full quote is, wherever I've been, I'm back, he answered in the genuine Gandalf manner. So we are making a full acknowledgement that this is both all the information you need and also somehow not enough information at all. Mm -hmm. Oh, Gandalf. He withholds some of the details that we would like. Mm -hmm. And then the other is... (laughs) Sorry, just imagining like somebody asking like, oh, Ellen, like, where'd you go this weekend? Wherever I've been, I'm back. (laughs) I'm back. (laughs) Just... Oh my god, it's such an incredible... A great response. And then the last example that I had is on page 195. Again, Pippin is describing the aftermath of the Ents at Isengard, and he says, quote, It was a misty, moisty morning when we climbed down. (laughs) And I was... It's just such like a Pippin thing to say. That's not in the book. Moisty is in the book? Yeah, it's in the book. I highlighted it. It was notable. Oh my god, let me look this up. I would love to see that it, like, wasn't in yours. Like, somehow I have... there it is! Yep. It was a misty, moisty morning. (laughs) How did I miss that? That's so funny. And it's such good alliteration. Like, it's just such a ridiculous phrase. Oh god, and I get it. I, like, get what he's saying. Mm Mm-hmm. It is well described. And I truly thought that moisty was not a word. And then I typed it into my notes for today. And the doc was like, yep. All right. What? Next. It's like, wait, what? Oh, my God. So I learned a new word. Moisty. And those are my two quotes. Wow. Yep. Okay. Well, we've had some great quotes. We have learned a lot. I have learned a lot. I've learned two new word slash phrases in this in this episode. Mm-hmm. But now it's time to to close it out and do a little action item. How about you tell us what we're going to do today in order to strengthen our community? Absolutely. So rest. I think 
Ellen and I have both said in this episode that like it's not something either of us are always good at choosing. And I also want us to really reframe that you don't have to earn rest. So for my moving story, you can take a break before you're to a breaking point, and that's totally justified. And the entity that's really helped me reframe rest is called the NAP Ministry. I recommend that you follow them. I know for a fact they are on Instagram. And they are doing some really wonderful and revolutionary reframings of how to rest, when to rest, and what rest means. So shout out to them. They're doing incredible work, and I am learning so much just by following them on social media. And that's my action item for you all to do as well. Is to follow the nap ministry. Is to follow the nap ministry. Perfect. It sounds kind of like a cult, so I'm excited to go look and see what I find at the other end of that phrase. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. I learned about it through another podcast, and it has been (laughs) earth-shattering for me to (laughs) reframe rest. Like, Mm -hmm. they were the ones who first really got me to think about, like, rest is not something you have to earn. Rest is something that you can take in a preventative way. And I was like, what? Mm -hmm. Great. So I want you all to have that moment, too. We will do it. We will... As a group, collectively go look at this other this other online community that you've described. Good deal. Today's podcast was brought to you by Orthonk Coffee Cafe, brewing up devilry since 1419. Our music is by Robert Zahn and Simon Dom. If you have thoughts on today's episode or a homework assignment, send us a voicemail or email at infellowshippodcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember to take care of your community, stay hydrated, and thank you for joining us today in fellowship. The last thing that we absolutely need to touch on, did you say the phrase daily driver? I did. (laughs) Could you please tell me how we found this phrase? Where has it come from? What does it mean, SOS? Daily driver means the car that you drive all the time. This is the car that you use to go get groceries and pick up your kids and go to work. Do other people use this phrase? Other people that I know use this phrase? Listeners, chime in. Have you heard the phrase? (laughs) (laughs) Daily driver. Oh my god. Let us know. Write us an email. I would love to have my partner also chime in because he is going to be so amused that you did not know this phrase. And I'm going to then start to spiral as to when I first learned it and why I used it in the description of my story. (laughs) Please, yes, find where you learned the phrase. I'll start polling people randomly. (laughs) It will be great. We both have our action items from this episode. Right. Breakfast Club style. Breakfast Club style. Yes. Uh, yeah. That can be one of our spinoff podcasts where we just name everybody in The Lord of the Rings as which character they would be in a John Cusack film. First of all, I love that. Mm-hmm. Second of all, could we call it Second Breakfast Club? Second Breakfast Club. Ah! <laughs> so good. <laughs> Moisty. Moisty. Yikes. That came Moisty. through so clearly. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh.